Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. I'm going to grab, uh, could you grab my iPad for me? It's in the back seat next to my wife. I want to introduce my wife, uh, Josie's here, and our daughter, Lily. Those of you that don't know them, privilege to be with you guys. Thank you so much. Give me a hug, bro. Good to see you. Praise God. Wow, we could have just worshipped for like five hours. It's a good thing Pastor Jesse told me I could preach till 4.30 in the morning. If you're not used to that, well, go to China. Like, they do that all the time. They're trying to make California like China these days. We see in part and we know in part, you know, and so I've got kind of some bad news I want to share with you guys. Everything the devil has planned is going to fail. It's bad news for him. It's bad news for him. I'm so privileged. Uh, Pastor Jesse, Jessica, thank you so much for letting me come. We've been talking about coming now for the past few months. I think we were trying to do this in February in March, in April, in May, in June, but we finally landed here July 5th. Grateful for this building, grateful for the owners of this building for allowing this to take place in the building. Isn't that amazing? We bless this businesses here. We bless the, the people here. We thank God for them. I'm just looking around the room because I love everybody. Um, if I don't know you, I already love you because we're in the spirit together. We're the body of Christ. Amen. We're a family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ and if you don't know that yet, then today's the perfect day to come fully in, to come fully in to surrender. I think you kind of already did an altar call, so I think so. I have to do another one. I don't know. I really like this guy. What's your name, bro? John? That's awesome. It's good to meet you, John. Honor you, man. What's it say in your shirt? It's like Hebrew? Have you been there? You're going to go there in Jesus' name. Yeah. What's, what's, it, what's it mean? Do you know what it says? Dude, I like it. Come on, you are going in Jesus' name. Stand up, John. I, I want to give a word to you. Um, I was, man, I feel the power of God really strong here. Do you guys feel that? It's amazing. If you're not feeling the power of God right now, just like say, God, I want to feel the Holy Ghost. He's here. Bro, you're, you're a father in your generation, bro. You're a father in your generation, and the Lord's going to use you as a weapon against the new age to reveal the powers of the age to come. And uh, I see you. you are, you're like your name. You're a son of thunder. And the Lord is going to walk with you. The Lord's going to move with you. Um, yeah, I just, I just see. I see like that baptism, like when, uh, when Jesus went down into the water. Like you know the Father's love, and you're going to announce that love to a generation. Father, I bless your son, John. Bless your son, John. God, we honor your, your son, John. And we bless him. Lord. We, we pray for his, like uh, in Job. Job said, I remember the time when my feet were bathed with butter. I pray that his feet would be bathed with butter. He would just slide into situations of evangelism. He would just slide into glory situations. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Wow, this is good. Hey, what are your guys' names? I'm just trying to, just wondering, who's, who's, what's your name, sir? You look like a pastor. 
you just have this pastor like evangelist teacher apostolic thing on your life for planting just do these kinds of things do you guys know these guys they're pastors they're good people I like them if I could say why did I sit up here hey we're gonna have fun we're just gonna keep having fun okay I'm gonna. I lost my pastoral filter in the past few months when, since not pastoring. So, just to forgive me in advance, you know, it's just just gonna have fun today. It's gonna be awesome. I don't think Pastor Jesse has a pastoral filter either, so it works. You know, if church isn't fun, God's not the problem. Heaven's a fun place. Heaven's a loud place. Heaven's a happy place. We're just practicing, guys. Jesus is coming back. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. Every evil agenda will come to naught. I've read my Bible. Everything the devil plans is hardwired to fail. (laughs) Psalms chapter 2, it says, Why do the heathen and the nations rage? Why do the leaders of the nations rage against the Lord and against his anointed? That would be his people, his body. What does it say? It says, The Lord sits in the heavens and laughs at the plans of the enemy. And then what happens? The enemy is turned upon himself in derision. That's in 2 Chronicles 20, 20 as well. You know, they send the worshipers out first. And as the praisers go out through specific instruction, everybody was afraid. Everybody was nervous. They prayed. Jehoshaphat humbled himself, the king in 2 Chronicles 20, humbled himself, said, God, you've done all these great things in the past. We've heard of the great miracles. We've heard of the Jesus movement. We've heard of the great awakenings. We've heard of all of the miracles you've done, how you delivered Israel, how you delivered your people out of darkness into light, how you set them ablaze with your glory. We've heard of these things before. What do you want to do right now? We know you can do something right now. And then all of a sudden, one One person gets up and says, don't be afraid. Do you know one person is a majority with God? Did you know you in your workplace saying, do not be afraid, is a majority opinion from heaven? It's a majority ruling. It's a higher ruling than a Supreme Court. It's a higher ruling than a president. It's a higher ruling than any office in the world or in this land. The opinion of God is higher than every other opinion because it's not opinion. It's fact. It's truth. And you'll know that truth and it'll make you free. God's a good God. He's got good plans, plans to prosper you, give you a future and a hope. Not plans of calamity, not plans of destruction. I I was reading this prophetic word, or no, I was watching it, I think, this prophetic word, and it was all about this bad stuff that was going to (laughs) happen. And I started feeling nervous, and my wife was like, well, honey, if it makes you feel afraid, do you really think it's from God? And I was like, well, you know, it, it has things happen, all this stuff. And so I, I went on for a day, and then I heard somebody else preach about it, and they were talking about how if it makes you afraid, it's not God's voice. <laughs> Maybe turn to your neighbor and look them in the eyes and say, if it makes you afraid, it's not God's voice. God is not afraid of the plans of the devil. Come on. Come on. God's going to give us answers for things that seem unsolvable in our day. He's going to do it through you. He's going to do it through you. 
Things that go crazy. I, I don't know. Have you guys noticed, like, there's this weird thing going on. Like, everywhere you go, people wear masks. It's really weird. I just don't... I, I, is that new? Has it been going on for a while? I don't know. Like, what? Just, is this a new thing? It's a new thing. I went to Huntington Beach. There's no masks over there. It's interesting. I was like, man, we need, to, we need to take a missions trip over from different cities here in the area. And just be like, here, this is what it's like when you don't feel afraid. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I get it. You have a job, whatever. I'm not, I'm not here to preach to you about masks. I'm here to preach to you about Jesus. Come on. But Jesus came to cast out fear. It's true. Um, I had a dream on uh, June 1st. And in the dream, I saw a, uh, a man. Like He looked like Freddy Krueger, you know, from the 80s movie. And he pointed at the map of Washington State. And he pointed at the city of Seattle. And then I heard the word take over. And that was the dream. And I woke up and I was like, that was a weird dream. And I, you know what? I didn't actually pray. And I was like, man, maybe I should have prayed a little harder so we wouldn't have had this weird Chaz thing happen. Happened about a week later. And God was quickening my mind. I was like, you know what? God doesn't show us bad things so that bad things happen. You look at somebody on the side of the street and you see them and they're, you know, been living in a hard situation. Maybe they're in some kind of addiction and you're looking at them and you're like, man, they got a lot of struggles in their life. Jesus, you know, they got so many struggles going on in their life. I I don't really know what to do about that. Oh, well, they've been in, you know, you look at them and you're like, oh, I sense they've been in addiction for 15 years. That's not how Jesus works. Jesus walked towards problems. Jesus walked towards sicknesses. He walked towards diseases. I was just over at the hospital just before this praying for all the COVID patients. It was awesome. I was just laying my hands on all of them. I hope that doesn't bother you guys. Do you know whatever you can laugh at is what you're not afraid of? He who sits in the heavens laughs at the plans of the enemy. Sickness, disease, poverty, oppression, lawlessness. They are plans of Satan. Jesus sees Satan underneath his feet. It's time we saw him there too. Jesus is not worried about the plans of the devil. He doesn't give it two thoughts. Why do we? Turn off CNN. Turn off CBS. Well, no, we, we love you. Just turn off. Pastor Micah says turn it off too. I gave David a hard time. I have the same exact t-shirt. Micah gave it to me. Micah's got CBS connections. I was like, bro, you got, we got the propaganda shirt on here. This is awesome. No, he's interceding. He's interceding for the news. He's like, I'm going to wear this and the anointing's going to come upon the news media. The prophets of Baal are going to turn into the prophets like Elijah and announce the good news. Do you know for years there was a prophet in America, a man of God. He went to heaven last year, I think, in February. His name was Paul Cain. He was down here in Orange County a lot. He ministered at the vineyard. He ministered all over the place. He'd call people out by their social security number in meetings. That made people nervous then. It made people even more nervous today. You know, identity theft and stuff. They're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> He'd just do different things like this. God would give him specific information, give him dreams, give him visions. He would see different things about the future. He gets up one day. He starts prophesying. People start getting mad about it. He said, I keep having this recurring vision. 
this recurring vision where I see stadiums filled with people and all of them are shouting the praises of Jesus. And people don't know who the people are on stage and some of them are ministering for days on end without a break. The deaf are being healed. The people are walking that hadn't been able to walk. People are blind or seeing and even reports of the dead being raised. And he sees in this vision that he would have recurring, he would see a news reporter on television saying these things. You know, I heard before Paul went home to heaven that he saw that very news reporter on TV that he'd been seeing since the 1980s, been having those visions. Interesting times we live in. God has not forgotten his promises he's made to his people here in America and around the nations of the earth. God has not forgotten his plans for this nation. You know, we, we sometimes wrestle with things. I'm just talking to you guys. I'm not having to get my notes yet, so we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> we say sometimes, we wonder, like, well, is patriotism in line with the Bible? Like, is it okay to be patriotic? Some people think these things because these things hit us. Like, should I be in support of all these injustices and all these systems? You know, being patriotic is kind of like honoring your family. Did you know that all the lawlessness and anti-this and anti-that is all due to the breakdown of the family in America? That's just my opinion. But as we, the church, do family, do adoption, do love, adopting all people, including the ones that are bouncing around from foster home to foster home, as we, the church... Walk with the Father's love and the spirit of adoption. Entire cities, entire regions will be saved. Amen. My daughter, uh, she's been doing this thing lately. We didn't teach this to her. Where is she? Is she down there? She's been doing this thing lately where, uh, I don't know if she'll do it now. I was going to say it. Hallelujah. 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 She's on the spot now. She's been doing this thing where, like, I don't even, we didn't even train her this. We just say hallelujah, and she puts her hands up in the air. <laughs> and we haven't even been in church in a while, because none of the churches where we live in Santa Cruz are meeting. We haven't even been to church. Like, it's not like she's getting this modeled, you know? And, of course, I don't sing at home. Like, why would I ever sing at home? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did we break the law for the past hour from, like, 9 to 10? Did we? I'm not really sure. It's gray. It's gray. It's gray. So you guys are all lawbreakers singing in church. It was a protest. It was a protest. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Maz, the Costa Mesa Autonomous Zone. I like that. The Sea Maz. It's awesome. We're having Maz today. Worshiping in spirit and truth. Hey, let's, let's pray. I, I, when I pray for our government officials um, in California, I actually cry for them. Um, if you can't cry over someone, you might not love them. Love is the most powerful person in the universe. When we partner with his love, worlds are changed. You know, if God could take a homeless man that's been on meth, like Jay told me this story. Um, what was that that happened? Tell us this real quick. Real quick. Uh, the guy was, uh, I don't know, 10 years with his back in pain, laying on the ground, strung out on meth. We fed him something. We prayed for him. He got up and he danced. Well, come on. He, 
His first response was, holy F. But you know what? Like, he got healed. We saw him walking down the street like he had never been touched. Found him on the ground. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Sometimes those words just, you got to get them out so they don't, they don't keep coming out. You know, I don't know. Drive it out. Uh, yep. It's been amazing. You know, um, if God could do that with a person, then God could do that with a city. He could do it with a county. He could do it with a state. He could do it with a nation. He could do it with nations of the earth. Just stretch your hands towards uh, Sacramento. Yeah, just stretch it up that way. It's, it's that way. Wait, 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 wait. 55. No, it's, it's pretty, I'm pretty much right. I'm pretty much right. You just, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Father, we just pray for our government. We pray for the governors of the state. God, we pray that everyone that comes against your word would fall out of position in Jesus' name. They'd be uncovered. They would be every demonic agenda. We curse it in the name of Jesus. We break its power against your people in the name of Jesus. We decree, we decree salvation, angelic appearances. We decree divine manifestations and the word of the Lord coming into the government of California. Just pray in the spirit for just a moment. If you've never done that before, go ahead and do it now. If you don't know how to do that, just say, Jesus, touch him. Go with me to Acts chapter 3. You know, what we just did actually works. Um, I know someone that started cursing a certain industry in California that enslaves people in drug addiction. And then uh, a man that owned a bunch of those stores ended up becoming his friend. Um, So, it works. I remember complaining about a band one day on the the radio, Acts chapter 3. And uh, the very next day, I'm on a plane, and I start ministering to the people next to me. And (laughs) the guy that I was complaining about that I was already ministering to that wrote the song that I was complaining about on the radio the day before is the guy next to me that I started ministering to. (laughs) God will do it. He'll put you in positions that are above your pay grade. Acts chapter 3. I'm going to be reading through Acts chapter 3 and 4, and I'm also going to be in Matthew's gospel in the 16th chapter, um, Acts chapter 3. The Holy Ghost has come. The church is growing. Mighty things are happening. They're in the move of God. They're having an awakening. 
And Peter and John, verse 1, go up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. That's 3 p.m. I don't know if they're sleeping in or what, but that's when they went. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Some people are like, well, why didn't Jesus heal that guy? Maybe, I don't know, maybe he was hiding out earlier, but here's, here's what's about to happen to this guy. He saw Peter and John going to the temple asking for alms, and he fixed his eyes on him. With John, Peter said, look at us. Turn to your neighbor and say, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, say do have, have. I give to you. Say give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. He walked, he leaped, he entered the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people, say all, saw him walking and praising God. They knew who it was. They ran together. Peter responded to the people, verse 12. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he's determined to let him go. But you denied the holy and the just, not you guys, those guys, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. You know, all of us, that's what we did before we came to Christ. We served a murderer. We served the liar, the deceiver, who's been a murderer from the start. All of us, but God. But God, but God, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. None seeks after me. None pursues me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stretch forth my hand and make salvation happen through my works, through my effort. I'm going to make a way where there was no way, and I'm going to bring many sons to glory. In his name, verse 16 Through faith in his name, this man is made strong. Why is the name of Jesus so powerful? Because that name that went into the grave came out. That name will never fail. My goodness, I feel the power of God. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Insert the word nation right there. And his name, through faith in his name, has made a nation strong. I see a spirit of unity coming upon America. I see a spirit of reconciliation through the gospel hitting the streets. And I see instead of protests, praise fests breaking out all around the nation. New baptisms by the thousands, by the millions, many sons to glory. (laughs) 
repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. He continues to preach. Guess what happens? People get upset with them. Anybody have anybody getting upset at them lately? I was uh, I was preaching at the beach in uh, Santa Cruz because uh, at the time there were no churches meeting in the entire county. Um, that's where Josie and I are living for the time being, and uh, we've got this beautiful place right by the sea. God blessed us with. We moved into it right on the day the whole Bay Area locked down. Josie found it. It's really nice. I can see the ocean from my window. I can walk to the sea in seven minutes. It's like rural. Uh, so it wouldn't have been crazy fireworks blasting last night. It's a bunch of, you know, people that are more senior than I am. I'm not supposed to call people old. So more senior than I am. Yeah, more senior than I am and just, just very chill. But while we've been there, we've been going out on the streets multiple times a week and open-air preaching the gospel and uh, just going to people one-on-one, but just kind of gathering people with guitars, playing music, drawing a crowd, and preaching. Every time we go preach the gospel... Devil's manifest. Of course, what do you mean by devil's manifest? Do you mean like people's heads spinning around and pea soup coming out of their mouth? No, like not like that, but kind of like that, actually. I was, uh, I was preaching. I was preaching on the beach, and uh, I just got really loud. I like to get really loud outside because being loud is not illegal from last time I checked, you know? Being loud is not illegal. So I get really loud on the beach. Get really loud, and I just go, hey, have you heard the good news? Which everybody gets really quiet right then. They're like, there's good news? <laughs> Jesus is alive, and he loves you. And they're all like. And then you just continue just to preach whatever the inspiration of the Spirit gives in that moment. Which is funny, because I'm not even an evangelist. I just feel called to do the work of one. I read my Bible. I'm not. God never said, Chris... Be my evangelist. Like it's never. I I like it. I like doing the work of one. It's important. Preaching on the beach, and right as I'm about to go into the hook, you know, the hook is asking the question. The hook is when you're talking to people. It's asking the question. We did it with the guy the other day on the streets. Be like, do you know where you're going to go when you die? You're having a conversation with someone, and then you put the hook in. Do you know where you're going to go? Like people are freaked out right now. People are tormented by the fear of death. Jesus came to deliver for us from that. Jesus wants to insert his life into the midst of the people's lives around us. So, you know, doing that thing. So I'm about to put the hook in, in the open air preaching. And right as I'm about to do the hook, there's a man that breaks social distancing. He just got really close to me. He was like, I could have touched him with my arm. That's closer than six feet. Normal guy a few years older than me because I don't call people older anymore a few years older than me just a few walking his dog normal looking guy looks like he just got off work walking his dog screaming obscenities at me all I could understand was like that was about all I could understand what was coming out of his mouth I didn't know what to do which sometimes when this kind of stuff happens it's like what do you do pastor Mike has had that you just well I don't know. This was the way to love on him in the moment because I'm preaching. So, because I'm trying to give an altar call, you know, like I'm trying to like bring people to Christ and this thing's going like, rah, rah, trying to like shout over it. So, I just turn and I go, I bind you in Jesus' name. And then I turn back and I say, Devils are real and they hate this message. 
That works too, Pastor Micah. I'm just co- getting coaching from Pastor Micah here. Continue to preach, gave the altar call. There were 30, 40 people on the beach. Locked in. It was wild. They were just staying with the message. Do you know why people stay with the message? It's not about the messenger. It's about the message. You know, God's word in our mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his. It's not the power of the messenger. It's the power of the message. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all who would believe. In it, the faith of God's revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. God wants to reveal it through us. Turn to your neighbor and say, look at us. Peter and John, I'll finish the story in a sec. Peter and John looked at the man. The first thing they said was, look at us. A lot of people are like, I ask this question publicly. What do they say? And they say, silver and gold have I none. Because people love to boast on the church members not having any money, you know. <laughs> silver and gold have I none. I don't think it was that they didn't have any money. I think they were going to pray. They probably didn't need money. Maybe they were fasting. Maybe they didn't want to buy lunch that day. Maybe there was no shawarma stands open in Jerusalem on that day. They were on a walk to go pray. They're like, we got to be holy. Let's after. We're going to eat after. It's going to be awesome. We'll go pray and then eat, you know. So we, we just get. So they're there. They're walking. Look at us is what they said. Why'd they say look at us? Because they knew they had something to be given away. What I have, I give to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, what I have, I give to you. Man, I feel the anointing on this. Thank you, Lord. So I gave the altar call on the beach. One lady raised her hand. It was awesome. I think she was already a Christian, but I was really happy she raised her hand. There were multiple people that recommitted their lives to Christ on that beach that day. There were people that, many people that heard the gospel. Uh, This man that kind of decided to blah, blah, blah on us. Um, I told one of the guys with us, I said, hey, could you go talk to him? Because he hasn't seen you yet. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know you're with us. And just go tell him about Jesus. He went over and talked to the guy for like 10, 15 minutes. The guy was totally normal. I don't even think the guy knew what happened to him. A lot of the stuff that's going on right now, people don't even realize what they're doing. They don't even realize what they're doing. Do you know there's an awakening happening in the church right now to the power of deliverance and the power of the deliverer, Jesus Christ, in our midst? We are going to see so many devils come out of people. It's going to be hilarity. There's many ways. This is quick, very quick mini teaching. This is not part of my teaching. There's three ways that I can think of. There's probably a myriad of ways to get rid of devils. Number one, truth. You shall know the truth and truth shall make you free. How many of you guys got set free of radical things in your life simply when you heard the gospel, like stuff just left your life? Well, there was probably a few devils there too and they left. Why? Because their house was clean. And it stayed clean. It stayed full of the Holy Ghost. They're like, oh, I can't get in there no more. The door's locked. Jesus locked it from the inside, right? Everything changed. So truth, you shall know the truth, truth shall make you free. That's number one. Number two, you can yell devils out. Why can you yell devils out? Because we have authority. You can yell quietly. You can yell, come out in Jesus' name. Get out of him in Jesus' name. But you can't be afraid of what people think. I can't tell a bunch of deliverance stories right now. I, I go on my Facebook. I preach on there all the time. I did a message on this recently. You can go listen to it. Our devil's real. Or our demon's real, I think it was. I tried to do it so I could reach out to people that would probably 
not listen. A bunch of people got saved, bro. Like, people were like, I'm giving my, like, it was amazing. It was amazing. So you can follow us on Facebook. Number three, way to get rid of devils, love them out. Come on. <laughs> I'm on a mission to love the hell out of people. <laughs> Love them out. You get to hug them out. I mean, that's part of love. Just, just love them out. Oh, it's 1040. He told me. Pastor Jesse said I could preach till 430 in the morning. Go with me to Matthew chapter 16. Go with me to Matthew chapter 16. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. You tell me. So this same guy, Peter... That's their preaching. Silver and gold have I none. He gets up. He preaches, right? He has all this stuff go on. There's a commission. There's something that the Lord spoke to him that I want to look at really quick in Matthew 16, verses 16, starting. Jesus says, who do men say that I am? This is the question of the ages. Who is Jesus? Any movement that doesn't preach Jesus is the Christ is a movement I don't want to be any part of. Any agenda that doesn't preach that Jesus is is the Christ. I don't want to be a part of it. Who do men say that I am? Well, some people say you're some philosopher. Some people say you're some spiritual dude, some guru, one of the prophets. But who do you say to him? Simon Peter answers, says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, which the word Simon means God heard me. (laughs) Simon heard Son of Jonah, which means son of the dove, hearing from the dove. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, which is the revelation that Jesus is truly the Christ, I will build my church and the what? What is a gate? A gate is a place that people come through. In the time of Jesus, rulers would stand in the gate. Judges would stand in the gate. They would pass judgment on situations. Hell's judgment cannot stand against the church's judgment. I'm going to say some stuff that's going to sound elitist to you, but it's, it's not. And listen to what I say. The church has the most authority out of any institution on the face of the planet. God's people have more authority out of any group on the planet. Any group. What we say goes. What we say goes. Our current president understood that. He was like, why do the church people like, let people kick them around so much? Because he understood from a natural standpoint that gathering people together and talking to them about faith can transform a nation. But from a spiritual standpoint... We have to understand that what we say goes. So what are we thinking about? What are we abiding in? What news are we letting into our eyes and our ears? And what news is coming out of our mouth? These these disciples, these followers of Jesus, they kept hanging out and they kept preaching despite being discouraged. Acts chapter 4, I'm going to land the plane here real quick. Acts chapter 4. They get arrested. They get arrested. There was a pastor in America arrested for having church a few months ago. Do you know what he did? He kept having church. But you know what happened after he got arrested? 
The governor of his state said, the state has no authority over the church. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Interesting point, Chris. I don't like what you're saying, Chris. You're making me nervous. Kind of feel a little angry with you. Kind of want to just go eat lunch right now. It's only the third hour. It's the fourth hour of the day. You don't need to eat lunch yet. Peter and John get hands laid on them. They throw them they into custody, which is another word for jail. However, many of those who heard the word believed, the number of men came to be at 5,000. Acts chapter 4, verse 5. On the next day, the rulers gathered them together. And what happens? Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. He said to the rulers and elders of the people, if we're judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be mo- known to you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You guys, we need to sit in this situation for a minute. Peter's best buddy just was murdered weeks, months before. Murdered Jesus on a cross. Murdered by a mob of people. By the same people, a mob of people that these rulers had stirred up. He gets up and he says, hey, this guy that's been made well, I want to tell you who made him well. That guy that you guys killed a few weeks ago. That's the name that made him well. There's lots of names that make people unwell. There's only one name that makes people well. Stepping on more toes. There is no other name under heaven which is given. You have to recognize like what's going on here. Like just recognize the situation. Put yourself in the situation. When they saw these two guys, could have easily been two girls. Could, I, I'm sure if it, was, if it would have been Mary, one of the Mary, it could have easily been any of them. I'm sure those things happened to them as well. But we just this is the only part of the narrative we're following right now. They perceived that they were uneducated. Isn't that awesome? Anyway, it's like, man, I don't feel educated enough to do this thing. I don't feel like I have enough smarts to do this. I haven't gone to Bible school like Pastor Jesse has, if you can even call what we went to Bible school. (laughs) They perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled. They realized that they had been with Jesus. They could say nothing against it. Verse 14, seeing the man who had been healed standing among them, they could say nothing against it. When they'd commanded them to let him go, they asked him, what what do we do? What do we do with these men? We can't deny the miracle, but maybe we could try to suppress them. Maybe we could try to, you know, lock them up a little bit. Not not, like just be like, hey, don't keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) So So they all commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. I woke up at 419 this morning. Acts 419. Whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. When we have an encounter, we will continue to be an encounter. When we walk with God, we will see other people start to walk with him too because he's walking somewhere. He's walking to bring many sons to glory. When we pursue love, 
we start to find supernatural things happening around us. A church is always a public gathering of citizens. The definition for the word ecclesia is public gathering of citizens in some public place and assembly. Whether it's outside, inside, wherever it is, it's a public assembly. Can't be limited by man's edicts. Can't be limited by what any person says about it. The gates of hell will prevail will not prevail against the church. Some say that is elitism. It's only elitism if we don't know our mission. And that's to seek and save those who are lost. To serve and not be served. Holy Spirit is doing a great work in this church. I'm not reading that in my notes, but I'm reading the rest of it. That's, that's prophecy. Holy Spirit is doing a great work in this church. How do you know if it's Holy Spirit? They're gonna, it's gonna, he's going to cause you to speak the word with boldness, number one. Number two, souls are going to be added wherever Holy Spirit is active because Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus and draws others to Jesus. Number three, Holy Spirit produces the love of God among its hearers. Number four, there's a continuance in doctrine and in fellowship, continuance. Number five, signs and wonders will follow the preaching of the word. If there's no signs and wonders, leave. I'm going to say it again. If you get around church stuff and there's no miracles happening, go away from it. Because you're getting indoctrinated into the lack of the move of God. Now, there's more happening than we realize happening in every denomination, every group of Christianity. There's people getting healed all the time. Maybe not in the front in the services. Maybe not happening in the meetings. People are directing it or whatever. But if Holy Spirit is not doing stuff there, run. Because before you know it, there will be false doctrine being preached. And there is false teaching being preached on every street corner in America these days. It's happening with all kinds of people just gathering, doing different stuff. I don't see anybody getting healed. I don't see any miracles happening. I am not participating in things that don't have to do with the power of God. I don't have enough time. I have a baby. (laughs) Wherever, number six, uh, wherever Holy Spirit's active, there will always be a growing in faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and the Holy Spirit will always preach the word. Number seven, there will always be encouragement to continue even despite persecution. And I'll give this as a little quick note. A good test for signs and wonders, whether they're of God or not, is do they lead people to Jesus? Do they lead people to Jesus? If there's false signs and wonders, there's also real ones. False ones lead to false leaders, which spew false teaching. True ones lead to Jesus and his word being spoken. All right, why don't you guys stand to your feet? I'm going uh, to dismiss you guys in a sec. But um, I want to pray. Put your hand on your heart. Just hear the Lord like echoing in my head, fresh fire. I don't have time to come lay hands on you guys. I'm not afraid to. I If you don't like hands being laid on you, run. But the Lord's hand is not too short. And even as miracles were happening before uh, the preaching, miracles are happening after the preaching too. God, we thank you for what you're doing.
But Lord, I pray for that fresh fire to fill people right now. A fresh boldness. A fresh boldness. There's a, a Kara or like a Karen. Fresh boldness coming upon you. I mean, I know there's a Karen here, but I kept hearing that name. I know there's one, but I think there's another one. God, I just thank you for fresh boldness coming upon that one. In Jesus' mighty name. God, we just thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I mean, seeing it, I see 417, April 17th, the Lord is touching you with power. That birthday, he's touching you with power. In Jesus' mighty name. God, I pray for fire to fall in this place right now. A fresh baptism of boldness, Lord. It says in Acts 4 at the end, they had already been filled with the Spirit. But what did they do? They heard these threats. They'd gotten thrown in jail. They started praying. They said, Lord, you hear their threats. They actually quoted Psalms 2, what I quoted at the beginning of the message. They said, Lord, the nations are in uproar. There's, the heathen are raging. The heathen are raging against the Lord and against his anointed. And it says, as they prayed, they said, Lord, stretch forth your hand. God, we pray that you would shake us today. We pray that you would shake us today. We pray that you would shake us today. We pray for boldness to come upon everybody in this building. Boldness to come upon everyone in this building in Jesus. We pray for fresh fire to fill. How many of you guys, you feel fire around your head? Put your hand up. You're starting to feel fire around your head. Yeah, just lift your hands if that's you. You're feeling fire around your head. There's more right now. There's more happening. There's more happening. There's a, someone in this section with a heart arrhythmia being healed. You have a heart issue. You have a heart issue. I don't know who you are, but the Lord's healing you right now. I feel his compassion touching you in Jesus' name. God, we bless what you're doing in this place. We bless what you're doing in this place. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.